Welcome to Karma Club with Dr. Francine Hardaway. The goal of this clubhouse room and podcast is to discuss karma in business. Through a series of interviews and conversations, we hope to explore how we can pay it forward in our business lives. Today's show was recorded on July 1st, 2021. The topic was the karma of clubhouse rooms. Join us now to listen to great conversations. The reason we're talking about the karma of clubhouse rooms right now is because I want to know if what they're doing is going to make things better or worse. Okay, but first, let me let me finish with that housekeeping. Um, because Heyman and I are making this into a podcast, we are going to we're going to tighten it up a little bit, you know, so that we have guests talking on topics uh, that are pre-planned in advance, and the meetings will be pre-planned in advance. Um, my my topic for next week is um, pre-planned because I heard it on um, tech news around the world, and I thought it was such a kick-ass topic. So next week's meeting will be about whether Amazon can avoid running out of people who are willing to work for them and, <laughs> and how, what they're going to have to do to make that happen. Because right now, it seems there's a uh, tendency for a, a worker at Amazon to stay for 30 days. And that is like a shocking statistic a very shocking statistic because that does mean they're going to run out of people very quickly. Anyway, by the time I get back from London, I should have some guests. So if you need anything from me, you know, you can always reach me on my Twitter at Hardaway. My DMs are open. Uh, Instagram, my DMs are open. Clubhouse or um my work email, Francine at stealthmode.com. What I what I'd like from you if you want to be a participant in that way is some ideas for guests and topics that will help Clubhouse succeed with better karma and help the world succeed with better karma. And the the idea is basically karma for business. You know, it's, it isn't necessarily your own personal karma. We can leave that to each other. But in business, we are doing some things that aren't very karmic. And I'm going to use Amazon again as an example. Um, Amazon routinely tests people's products that are popular, copies them, and then offers them as Amazon Basics. And so my question is, you know, in what way does that violate the principle of interconnectedness? Elijah! Hi, honey. Welcome back to my world. I I love this man. Um, Anyway, we're going so step forward. Hey, Dr. Okay. Francine. Hey, Elijah. You've got background noise, honey. <laughs> a, but I'm glad to see you. Please stay. Um, okay, so 
clubhouse rooms right now are one of two things. They're either very large rooms, most of which are pretty well behaved, small rooms, which are pretty well behaved, or I don't know what to call them, intermediate sized rooms with 95 moderators where people just yell and speak over each other and don't let the women talk and um, and say things that probably we don't want to be saying um, to each other if we really realize that we live in a karmic universe and every time we put out something toxic, we run the risk of getting it back um, either in that conversation or in the next conversation or three years later. So what I want to say is how can Clubhouse make these rooms better? A lot of people have opinions on that. Uh, that's a lot of work and you're right. I'm sorry, I'm just going to uh, kind of interject for two seconds. My favorite, uh, Roger Federer has won the second round. So I was watching oh, that. congratulations. <laughs> yes, he's my favorite. <laughs> so I can't oh. help it after two knee surgeries at 39 if he wants to come back. Man, I'm all for him. So, yeah, he I just am, won it. I am all for him also. Oh, wow, yeah. that's wonderful. <laughs> yes, so I'm just a bit elated about that. But what you were talking about is, you are right, I've been going into certain rooms and there are conversations which start off properly, but I think the role of the moderator needs to uh, be looked into because there are a lot of moderators who don't let the others speak. And as a result, and turn it into an echo chamber. I've been noticing that across the globe, kind of a thing. Not just international things. I've been looking at India, uh, you know, Pakistan, other countries. You know, country-specific rooms which come in and come in with a with a. And you have to keep checking the people who are there on 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 the speaking list, because when you do a search on them, then you realize what's going to come up. So I think it is very important to actually uh, not make this, uh, I mean, so that Clubhouse doesn't actually become an echo chamber because certain rooms have gone into of late and I felt very disappointed and just walked out of them because they've just become echo chambers and that's not the space we need in today's day and age. We need a very happy, comfortable uh, level of discussion. And I thought well, it Clubhouse had started. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think it necessarily has to be happy because there are a lot of things happening in the world now that we wouldn't, you know, necessarily say are happy. There's a lot a lot of of uh, turmoil. In fact, the amazing thing again, I sit in I sit in really great rooms. Tyler's room, Tech News Around the World, um, Justin Higgins' room, uh, there are Elijah's, Elijah's rooms. These are rooms that have serious discussions in which people, and Andrea's room, after we vote, you know, there, there are serious decisions being discussed and serious conversations happening and serious 
information. I mean, you can call it dropping jewels or dropping gems or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But whatever is dropping, it's really worthwhile. And when I get out of one of those rooms, I feel like I've spent my time well. And I, and I feel like the entire audience feels like it's spent its time well. But there, there are then some rooms where you go in there and you can't get out fast enough because you don't really understand what is getting on going on except maybe um people promoting themselves and i'm not and this is not to say that promoting yourself is wrong but it's not the primary function of business or of life in fact self-promotion causes us a whole lot of trouble Funny enough, that's what my ebook is all about. You can check on my bio. Uh -huh. Seriously? <laughs> no. I know that that was a joke. <laughs> no. Oh, I see. Tyler is trying to do self-promotion. He's, he's on chill time. So, Dr. So Francine, he's pay, on chill time. So if I pay you $25, $2,500 for the series of classes, I get the ebook. Yes, on how um, self-promotion is ruining uh, social media. But only if you download <laughs> my video first on how Tyler is ruining social media. Yes, and also yeah. before you do that, please sign up for my master moderation courses, um, and I will teach you how to make $60,000 a month as a moderator. Ooh. You might want, you might oh, want me to coach God. you on that. Like, if you need a good coach, just call me up. See, I think Dr. Francine, I, I had uh, so, uh, uh, once uh, I know Chad Tyler's on chill time right now, so <laughs> that's why. It's, uh, could I um, could I just uh, make a comment on that? Just one, one thought. I just I was just uh, um, a, lo a lot of the rooms, like it's an infinite number of rooms can be set up here, right? In theory, right? So people can, I, mean, I can just go off and set one room up now. There's at the moment no capacity in like people setting up rooms. So my my question is really. Like you mean no limit how, to the capacity? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if if we don't like a room, we can go set up another one, or we can, uh, you know, uh, buy uh, get Elijah to help us become a better mod, and we can just you know do it, right? So how what wh where's the is the market force not working on? Is that is that what what we would solve? Because then there'd be I'd imagine there's enough people, you know, like yourself and Heyman, you know, uh, who who create nice rooms and that, that are meaningful, have a purpose, that are moderated well, that are inclusive, that'll do all those things that we're talking about. And then uh, there'll just be enough content because enough people will do them. And then all those other guy, uh, other rooms, fine, they might have a segment that like them. Maybe there's a whole segment because it's just a whole bunch, you know, these pitch rooms, about 15 mods in it or 20 mods in it. There's obviously a segment for it because about five a day. Um, and uh, so and they're simultaneously continue. broadcasting to green room. Yeah, so oh, oh, that's just dumb. Yeah, I know because they don't understand on green room. Anybody at, at the moment, I'm unfollowing people that I see on green room just sitting there collecting gems. It's just I don't know. They just they might be trolls. So it, it's not going to help their reputation. But but my my point is, I, I maybe that's the discussion here. Like, where's the market failed on that? Like, so is 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 there not a, a marketplace here? where people can set that up? Is somebody stopping uh, right. 
uh, us setting up those rooms or I'm just well, asking Cal, questions. If, how am I supposed to get a digital sandwich if you don't give me gems? I'm, I'm just, if anyone could help me out with a few gems, I'm trying to get a digital sandwich. Oh, but we, with about 20 gems, you start to grow hair, Kyler. If you could, I'm only, I only, I'm only 19 short. If you, if anyone here can just kind of, if you got a spare jam or two, you can just toss my way, um, and I'm gonna head over to the Subway sandwich and see what I can do. Okay, see, if you're not on green room, you don't understand what this even means. There's a small contingent of people from Clubhouse who went over to green room and tried it out and came racing back tails between legs because every social media platform is different. Clubhouse was founded, and, and I, I know I'm, I'm biased toward Clubhouse, but Clubhouse was founded during the pandemic. And it immediately began and its tone got set. I've been here since it had like, I don't know, 2,000 users, maybe less. I was user number 740. So so that tells you how long I've been here. And the original people who came wanted, wanted a serious, kind place to have a civil discussion because we were all stuck in our houses. And for some of us, Clubhouse was a godsend because we ended up being stuck in our houses for over a year. And by that time, there was part of a culture set on Clubhouse that was karmic, which is why even though um, I'm part of Startup, Startup Club and OG Club and you know all the other clubs that Ed started, I, I wanted to stick with Karma Club and try to grow it to be like the original clubhouse where intelligent people, because it used to be so hard to get on that, you, you know, you, it's still invitation only, but now um, it's easier to get an invitation. The original people who got on had something to say and said it to each other. Like when Andrea you know, got on and started after we vote, it was, it had serious um, purpose to help get the election won for democracy. And it also, a lot of people got on just around the George Floyd, I was going to say massacre, but I'll just say killing. And, you know, so the, so it, start, it didn't start as TikTok, and it didn't start as Green Room, and it didn't start as, you know, any, any one of those types of social platforms. And I'm out here trying to perpetuate the early clubhouse culture where people cared about one another where people understood that we were all interconnected and where people wanted to help. Andrea, you want to talk? You can always sure. talk. <laughs> Thanks, Francine. Yeah, I, gosh, I remember I'm a fairly early user as well. Um, an early user, yeah. Uh, not in day one through 30, but um, it was 
uh, a very interesting experience, and it was definitely um, a community. But if you recall, and and we did uh, pivot to quickly use it um, to use it for a specific purpose with intentional rooms about trying to mobilize people and keeping people brief. But um, we were also stop that stop that that conversation right there with the word intentional. Clubhouse began with an intentional focus. It didn't begin to sell merch. You can go go on now, Andrea, I'm sorry. But I think you hit a really important word. Oops, I stopped her. I hope I didn't stop. I hope I didn't stop her. While we're waiting for her to come back, this is John Francine. I I like to refer to Clubhouse as civility as a service and civility by design, which I think is a lot of what you're speaking to. And and I am all with you in trying to protect and preserve that from the the merch influence. Um, So before I comment, I'd like to say happy Canada Day to Dr. Haveman and other Canadians in the room. Canada is a special place to me. I went to college there, and it really is exceptional. Um, So sparsely populated. I was shocked when I did a little research and found out the entire population of Canada is less than that of California. So, um, uh, uh, And that's a good thing. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. But... um, uh, Referring back to what we were talking about, I think it would be so hard to maintain law and order here. It's, um, it's grown um, immensely. And um, it would just be so difficult to police so many rooms. I don't know what the solution is. It's a challenging one. Well, you know what's interesting? What? Gems. What, Elijah? What? Well, he's a real cliffhanger. Yeah, I know. Elijah, come back. Come back. No, he's gone on the phone. He's just had a phone call. Can I chime in for a second? Sure. So, you can compare Clubhouse to our to our societies, and and if you look at TV, I think it's so when Clubhouse was, was small and intimate, rooms were more civil. But now if you look at, at the TV, you have the, the Jerry Springer shows that are populating during the daytime that they have a, lo- a large audience, and you have Fox News, and you have PBS, and you have 60 Minutes, and, we, and people make choices of where they go. So I don't think that, I think that it's, it's way too late to police or to change habits. So the only thing that we can do is by voting, but not, and meaning not going to certain rooms when they don't have a civil conversation or they or they don't treat each other and, and the people who like this kind of interaction that's where you're going to find them and and I'm done Alan that was my original like that my curiosity is like and the explore, exploration here is that if the market has failed in some way in other words you cannot set up the kind of rooms we want Something is stopping us from doing that, and something is stopping from the audience, from fo- the right audience that cares about that, like this room, from finding it. If if it's failed somewhere there, 
that 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 makes sense and we could work on it but other than that you know it's it's like those the people who like those rooms may go to those and others don't is is there a broader issue here dr francine that that just that fundamentally the value set of the founders has changed or or something about the design of the overall app has changed or you know from what you had originally um you know, uh, uh, come to and, and, and come to like and love? Or is it just no, a I question think... of, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I just cut you off, so you go ahead. No, 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 I, <laughs> that's fine. No, no, I'm finished. It's okay. Okay, so I, I, think, I think what is wrong, I, I don't like to be negative. I don't think anything is wrong with Clubhouse. I think Clubhouse is still new. I mean, it's funny how quickly everybody developed such incredibly high expectations for it when it's only a year old. Oh, it might be a year and a couple of months. And it's, um, it's only a couple of months since it had a team of more than just the two founders and two or three engineers. So we really don't know what Clubhouse is, you know, is heading to be. But I do know one thing about the founders, and that is that they want it to be user-influenced, user-generated. What they say is creator-first, but it's creator in the broadest sense of the word. You know, it's like if I want to create a room and talk about the interconnectedness of all things and how what you put out, you know, is a function of uh, determines what you get back. I have not only the ability to do it, but from Clubhouse, the encouragement to do it and the, the affordance to do it. In other words, you know, the design affords me the capability of doing it. So, so I can do that. And then if I focus on my room and I focus on who I let up to speak and I don't try to make the room go on for, you know, 37 hours, I can control the room. I, and I've been doing this since I started Karma Club. The, the rooms are one hour long, period, end of story. If we can't get our point across... Uh, in one hour, we are. That means people are just talking to hear themselves talk. You know, they're talking because a lot of people think that being up on stage conveys some sort of, I don't know, momentary fame or shot of dopamine or or something like that. But actually, it doesn't. And and. And what people have not realized about this app from the very beginning is that it was never supposed to be a numbers game. It was supposed to be a depth game. And it was supposed to be a find your tribe. You know? Dr. Francine, were you, were you ever a fan of meetup.com before the pandemic? Uh, yes, I, yeah, I, 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 I loved it. And I, I, I started meetups, I participated in meetups, small, big meetups. 
and I never had any issue with civility. I mean, it's amazing when people are in person how good natured they are and how well behaved they are, at least in my experience. But I, I wonder what it is about electronic media that uh, good natured get together of six, 10, 20, 30 people on Meetup. Why that's just so much harder on social media? What What is it about? a screen or a computer that we hide behind that, that, you know, empowers us to be, you know, something other than kind and, uh, and, uh, and nice in person, you know? Well, it's like Andrea's word intentional, you know, it's when you, when you are electronic and boy, I go back on the internet for get back to, you know, the, the 90s in chat rooms and people have always felt that once they are not there in person they have the freedom to say and do things that they never would say or do if they were in person now now what i think evan is that talk is the best of all of these anonymous formats because you can hear a person's voice and you can tell if they if they're a decent person and if they're if what they're going to say is well intended you know meaningful well intended um, you know however you want to put it um, that's harder in text which is why Twitter became a cesspool. And it's it, and it, there is really no video interchange format, you know. But I think that if people got all got on video, there've been some that have tried. And if people all got on video in a group, like the closest thing is Zoom, um, there's very little misbehavior, except for Jeffrey Tubing. But in general, <laughs> in general, I love it. And and he's back. No. He's back on CNN. Is there is there no shame where people just go and find another job or profession? That's are there no other legal analysts? Sorry to, to take you off track here, but I'm just ranting. Well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go off track with you for a minute because this rant is interesting to me because I am not a person. Uh, again, I live in a universe that isn't black and white. It it has a lot of shades of gray in it after all the life experience that I've had. And what I think about, uh, about Jeffrey Tubin is two things. A, he's already been fired by the New Yorker, so he lost one of his jobs. And B... He's learned a huge lesson. He will certainly never do that again. And, okay, I'm sorry, it was not two, it was three. So and the third point is that if you're going to operate a cancel culture, it has to have a beginning and an end. You can't cancel somebody for life. Or, or you shouldn't cancel um, somebody, somebody for life. You should, you know, it's like when you're a kindergarten teacher and you make a kid go in the corner, you establish, maybe they don't still do that, but 
recently. I think that kid was Tyler back in the day. I, I bet he's batting uh, many, many uh, kindergartens in the corner. I'm just guessing. It was me. It was me. Hey, could I add? Could I? Can I add a a, a point to that? Um, and if we think that, uh, which I do, that Clubhouse is sort of reinventing social media around civili- civility as a design principle, that if we cancel people for life or losing the opportunity, what we're doing is we're creating our own uh, bubble uh, with people who are refuse to be uncivil. But if we want to start shifting people into more civil behavior, I, I think the cancel for life is really problematic when people would be incentivized to become and behave more civilly if they knew they could regain uh, status in some fashion after some degree of reform. So I think that's an important social architecture principle for how we can collectively shift the needle towards more civility. So you see, what I, what I, um, just picking up on John, John's point there, I, what I think is quite interesting about this platform, which I don't use the other platforms at all. The only reason I use Twitter right now is, uh, because, uh, uh we, we, uh, because of the tech news, that that's the main reason I use Twitter. I rarely used any of the other platforms other than LinkedIn, maybe just for a resume. Um, but here's the, here's the thing, um, John, what, the design principles of this thing are, are to Dr. Francine, I know right from the beginning, I can see why you're attracted to it at the beginning in terms of some of the principles you've shared, uh, because it's got this moderator uh, architecture, if you like, built in. That's interesting. It's got the room structure and it's got the overall platform. So what's interesting is that what you've got is you you can, to, to, to John's point about, or the whole point around canceling, there are multiple levels of of you know canceling in a sense, or or or, or um, you know muting people, or taking people out of the you know the thing. So there's rooms that have their own kind of sense of you know you people can be you know taken out of a room, but that's temporary, right? Because they can come back to another room or the same room again or whatever. Um, and then there's the whole sense of what is the responsibility of the moderator uh, for creating the karma of the room, right? Because and and well, and. I'm That's, trying to be the change I want to see. Let's put it that way, Cal. No, and you're doing wait. it. That, that's that's exactly it. So, so I do think it's powerful as a platform because it's got this simple design criteria. You don't see that in other pla- Twitter Spaces hasn't got a moderator role built in. It's very simple but clever, right? And 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 even some of the basic things in there, you kind of think, wow, how did these guys? Maybe they stumbled upon it, right? But I, you know, just having worked in organizations, I, I kind of I study organization culture and how power accumulates at the top and all that kind of stuff. I've seen it over the years, and you know, in organizational. Uh, context, but but if you think about this simple structure, you've got like a moderator, speaker, and a and a, and a, and, a, and a listener, right? And that simple three level structure and no other hierarchy, right? You can create these amazing discussions. I'm sitting here with John. I'm think, sitting here with uh, Ravi, one of the you know biggest network producers for Indian television in in the U.S. I'm sitting with you, Dr. Francine. I'm sitting with my wonderful friend Tyler. I'm sitting. You know, and these wonderful people, and you know, they're all in different countries, and we're able to talk about this specific issue like this because you are moderating it in that way, right? So there's a massive role in that, and and the, and the karma that the moderator creates, uh, in in my view, would create the rooms that a lot of people would go to. But I do think that there are other rooms that, for some reason, the market forces us. Hey, I look at the room sizes of some of these other ones. I 
I kind of go, ah, I, I, this, I kind of have a real disconnect with them. And still, there's a lot of people who want them. So we can't judge, right? And so it's not canceled. That's not canceled. That's just in another place. Well, that's another thing about karma. You don't really judge people. You, you observe. Hey, Greg, I know you want to say something. Yeah, I just want to make a few points about cancel culture. And I think it's it's... I think it's really important that that Clubhouse sort of allows rooms that I, I know we we try and get a, a lot of, uh, you know, different views in, in, in the rooms I do with with Todd and Andrea and others. And I know Justin really makes an effort to, to curate a, a number of voices in, in his rooms, even if they're, you know, very, very strident subjects. And I don't think that most people understand how cancel culture undermines an, an, an initiative or an effort. And if you look through history, pretty much every really important change movement, whether it was in politics or social or whatever it was, or business, it always, uh, they always won by uh, leveraging the opposition. You know, it, great example is, you know, uh, Bull Connor in Birmingham. I mean, he, he wanted to show who he was. He wanted the world to see who he was. And Martin Luther King knew that. And there's, you know, examples from India and Serbia and uh, the LGBT movement with Proposition 8 or Proposition, yeah, Proposition 8 in Ukraine. And, and pretty much every single one they did two things. They used opposing voices to help them uh, identify shared values that they could leverage. And they also... Oh, no. He was making such a good point. That's I know karma. He's Sorry, I had to bear And we've lost so many people like that today. They're dropping like flies. Oh, you're, back. Back. you're back. Okay. Yeah, do we Wi-Fi? Anyway, my point. Anyway, uh, ahead, looks like I'm out again. Are you? Yeah, you're, no, you're when, you're back. Okay. when you cancel, when you try and cancel people, you undermine what you're actually trying to achieve. Is my point, and I'm done. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right, and I've always felt that way, and I've never been. Of course. Not only do I, you know, believe in the karmic universe, you know, defined in my own personal funny way, but um, but I, I, I've lived in Arizona for 50 years as a progressive person. And I've lived and, and had a business and had a family and had an adult life among people who don't share my beliefs. And it's taught me what I now realize is a very interesting lesson, which is how to find the commonalities in people who don't share your beliefs. You know, how, how to find what's worth knowing about them. I mean, you know, I couldn't in 50 years, I couldn't write off everybody in Arizona. It would have been, A, impossible, and B, very lonely. And C, I wouldn't have had a business. 
But and we would have the Democrats I, would have lost I, the last last election if, if Arizona hadn't come through in many ways. So right, well exactly. Done. But you know, I, I, it's taught me not to cancel people with whom I disagree. And Francine, if I did that, I'd have to cancel half of my family. <laughs> well, that's that, and and people, Andrea, people have done that. That's the killer for me is that people have actually canceled their families over politics, and you know I don't understand it because politics is it, it's a messaging game. Messaging game. It bears. But no sometimes the no. It's also what you vote for. Yeah, but sometimes these poli the politics are wrapped into beliefs and and family beliefs and religious beliefs and all of this stuff. And so, like, you know, I was outed by my family as a teenager um, for dressing in drag. And um, Can I just say right here, now that I have you with me, that I love you? Oh, I love you too. Dr. Yeah. Francine. Yeah, I just... <laughs> but you know, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, I think it's it's very interesting when you when you, for me, I I don't really cancel people. I you know I've learned that it's better to keep your enemies close, closer, you know, and those who kind of are ill-meaning towards me, like. I basically want to see you coming. So even the ones on this app, I don't block them. I don't block them. <laughs> I want to see. I might keep following you. I want to see you coming in the room. And and so I. I um, think that's really right. Yeah, I I do. I want to see you coming. There's a couple of people that um, you know that I've done that to. One person I one like kind of person that people know in this app that I blocked. Um, but for some reason, this person blocked me. And I was like, I wasn't able to get into rooms. And then I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I realized it was this person. And then I was just like, okay, I've like never even had a conversation with you. So I don't even know why you think that this is like acceptable. So there's that, you know, so because I want to give people like, by not blocking people, I want to give people the same grace that I expect to have. You know what I mean? For, you know, whatever I say right, there's there's other things I say wrong. You know what I mean? And right. But I but I, I try to stay in the learning of it all um, and don't assume that, you know, my right is the rightiest of, 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 of all rights. <laughs> and, um, but it was so weird when this person blocked me and this is like, kind of a room that I um well I've been invited to be a part of the stage and then I was like wait why can't I get in the room and I sent Organica yeah. I, I sent Organica in there which is my Android <laughs> phone and I was like I was like and somebody told me that it may have been him because because I had investigated the situation one other time before and I was just like Organica so I sent Organica in there I, I brought her to the stage, kicked him from the room, blocked him, Organica blocked him, and then I blocked him. <laughs> because because then once I was once he left the room for a second, I was able to get back into the room. Yeah. And actually I, I didn't I didn't block him. 
I didn't block him. I he left the room, no, and that's when I could get back in. No, I blocked him after all of that. But once I realized, I realized that who it was. I was like, I can't get into the room because of this person. And when I saw that person leave the stage, I was like, let me see if this thing is showing back up on Elijah's hallway. And it was. So I went back there, went back on stage to handle my business, blocked his ass, and <laughs> just kept it like it kept it rolling. And this person is a part of the, like the disabled community. I'm just like, like. Like, I hold rooms on accessibility, and, like, I'm a very inclusive person. I don't know what you felt like, <laughs> you know what I mean, I could have possibly done to you. But people just, people want to, I'm also a big personality, so people just want to pin stuff on you. Good, bad, exactly. anything. Exactly. That's a great story. Hey. I mean, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that, I think that is a great story. <laughs> it might make me go out and get an Android phone. And name it something. But I've never, you see, I've never blocked anybody. I've never found it necessary to block anybody. I blocked the trolls, but that's that was that was like kind of like I don't want you coming yeah. back in my room. So, but yeah, like people like, yeah, but like people have had, I had never done that either. And I was just like, even people like I have fought with, I'm just like, you know what? I'm still following you. You're still following me. There might be a chance for... I'm not, like, I'm just not... I'm not going out of my way to burn bridges. Right. On another subject, you could be friends. Dr. Fran, I can't believe you're going to sit up here on stage and not say anything. You grew up in New York. I really like to listen. That's why I like Clubhouse so much. I mean, I do contribute from time to time, but most of the time I'm lurking in the rooms... I appreciate the philosophy behind this room, and I like the idea of karma. I've never blocked anybody. Um, I always seek to understand rather than be understood, but it doesn't always work. Um, and by the way, Weisselberg uh, charged with grand larceny in the second degree, in case you're interested. Done. Oh, totally interested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally interested, although indictments mean nothing these days. He'll walk. Yes, he will. Um, Rhonda, I haven't heard from you today. Hello, hello. I'm listening in intently. And I think you've been making some great points, which I'm really happy to see someone creating or trying to create the retention of the purpose of which everything was formed and kind of getting everybody back right. on track and in gear. I'm liking that. Uh, I also did this thing a while ago that I've never been mentioned on here because I don't want to be selling anything. But You're not. when they when when Rally started social tokens, I totally begged for a social token, a coin, um, and I got the name Karma Coin, and I I want wanted and still do want to use it to pay it forward so that's what i'm doing and if you first of all if you don't know what social tokens are um, they are a sort of a private currency among friends fans clients <clears throat> and you can you can use them basically to tip each other you know it's, it's kind of like it's or you can use them to collect. It's kind of like either baseball cards 
or the cash app with no real cap cash. Anyway, I have the karma coin. I, I, I want people to buy it and hang on to it only because I think everyone needs karma in their life. I'm going to, if it's, if it goes up in value, everybody gets rewarded. If it doesn't, which is how this whole social token thing actually works. Um, and if it goes up in value, we all share the rewards, which, you know, will not change your life. So don't do it for that. But if you, if you want to try out uh, cryptocurrency and social tokens and you want to do something that costs either a dollar or you know two dollars depending uh, you can go to rally io and sign up and and buy karma coin and if you don't want to spend money on it but you would still really like it um, you can dm me and i will give you a couple of karma coins to play with so I just, I want to spread it around. I want karma to be a currency in the world. And, you know, if I were, if I were one of the, the people who really did sell things, I'd be selling it hard because it's something I'm passionate about, something I believe in, and it's the way I live my life. But it does exist out there, and anybody who you know, who is interested can avail themselves of it. That, that was my pitch. Francine, one might argue that karma already exists in the world as a currency of sorts. <laughs> well, you know, that's, you're right, Andrea. You're right. <laughs> just it, kidding. Just it kidding. Does. It does, but it's mostly negative karma. I want positive karma. And I'm, that's, I'm, what, that's what the gyms are all about. Oh dear, what are you attracting, Francine? <laughs> we won't, uh, sorry, I don't want to derail your, your uh, point. I, I, I'm attracting gems. I don't really have a point on the karma coin. It's a thing that I did because I wanted to find out about social tokens. I wanted to learn about it. It's just like I paid um, an artist named Strawberry um, a, an F coin to uh, do an NFT for me because I wanted to understand what's involved in NFTs. And now I'm, you know, trying to spread it around a little bit because we're all going to have to know this. And I, I remember when, this is going to sound really funny, but I remember when the internet started <laughs> and people first got online and I was sending out a newsletter. Microsoft had this product. If, if there's anyone old enough in, in the audience to remember um, Microsoft's first small business product, it had a small business product that allowed you to send an email to your clients. And I adopted this platform and I sent an email. At the time, I had a rather large marketing agency. And I sent a newsletter to my friends and clients. And in the newsletter, I was explaining to them how to use technology. And I realized that I've been doing this for a great long time now, trying to teach people how to use 
advancing technology because I'm not scared of it. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll buy some cryptocurrency. If I get scammed, I get scammed, but I'll learn something. And, and I always tell this story, so I'm sure some of you have heard it. It's my Bitcoin story. In 2012 or 13 or whatever, I was, you know, listening around on social media and I heard about Bitcoin. And so I didn't really understand anything about the blockchain, anything about cryptocurrency. It was before even um, even the Silk Road and all of that became popular. But I certainly would not have, you know, bought, bought drugs on the dark web. But but I was interested in cryptocurrency as an idea. And so. I took $100 and I bought $100 worth of Bitcoin. And I put it in a, a, um, in, in a Kraken. Not, it wasn't even a wallet. I, put, I just kept it on the Kraken exchange because there were only two exchanges at that time, Kraken and Polonius. And so I put it on Kraken. In 2018, I bought a house. And I was looking for extra cash to do some remodeling on the house. And I went to my Kraken account, and my $100 had become $53,000. Yes! Wow. I it. Yes. But that was my karmic universe, so I pulled out, you know. I'm buying some I, karma coin today. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. But so I, so I took out $50,000 and I, you know, did the remodeling and I left three in. And this year, when we were all last year, when we were all trapped in our houses, I was like, I want to go out on my back patio, but my back patio looks like crap. So I'd like to at least tile the back patio so that it looks a little more finished and plant some plants. So I went to my, my, um, my Bitcoin account, which by this time I had moved to, to Coinbase, and it, it had gone up from the $3,000 that I had left in it from when I redecorated the house to $23,000. So I took $20,000 out, and I did some remodeling, some more remodeling on my house. So... Trying new things for me has always worked out well. So that's why I argued that I should have the karma coin, even though I'm not a gamer. You have to understand, a lot of other people who have these coins are like um, esports fanatics who are streaming all day on Twitch and have, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of fans. And then there's Evan, <laughs> who is B2B, the B2B coin, and me, you know, we are, um, what, Evan, what do we call ourselves? I guess coiners, I, I don't know. It's, 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 we need a new term of art. But what I loved about your me. Bitcoin story, Dr. Francine, was, you, you know, you just had patience. You know, you, you bought this, put it on the shelf and got on with life. And now everyone wants this like instant result, instant gratification. It's day trading. It's, it's, you know, ROI. It's looking for, you know, instant followers, instant attention. I don't know. Is, is it, is it just as we get older, we get more patient or is all of society getting 
less patient. It's something that you learn. It's it really is something that you have to learn. I am actually and always have been the least patient person I know. But I, you know, Bitcoin meant so little to me because I knew so little about it. It was something that I tried out, and you know. Some things that you try out work slowly and some things that you try out work quickly and some things that you try out never work at all. <laughs> so I think it's also, it's also more about uh, you have no expectation on any returns. So that's, that's oh the reason God, why that's you just so... let it go with the flow. Or you know, you're just creating a diversified portfolio, really. Yeah, I don't think she has know. the intention to. Well, now I have the, it's interesting because yes, Cheryl, yes, Rhonda. Um, at first, I just was going with the flow, you know. But now, Rhonda, I'm supporting all the other people who have these creator coins by buying their coins. And I've ended up with essentially an EFT of creator coins. And so every week, some of them go up and some of them go down and some of them go up and some, some of them go down. And my portfolio on Rally um, looks, uh, you know, it changes radically week, at, week over week. But um, since I'm not doing anything with it right now, um, except I, get, I did withdraw a thousand I converted from rally from karma coin to rally to cash and I gave a thousand dollars to the startup Arizona Foundation because you know my whole career has been working with startups in Arizona so I thought since I was doing that and it turned out well you know and it turned out well quickly Evan you know I, I got that thousand dollars uh, pretty quick, like within weeks. And so I took it out and I donated it immediately. That's fantastic. It, uh, anyway, I can talk more about this in the future if anyone wants to hear more about it. But it is now 11.59. I love all of you. And unless you guys have anything... Oh, there's my, my takeout theme. <laughs> I'll close the room and see you all next week. So if...